Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you use your past experience to encourage you to be anticipatory of potential struggles you may face. I'll also be interviewing globally recognized leading technology forecaster and innovation expert, Daniel Burris, who is going to be reviewing his latest book, The Anticipatory Organization. This book teaches you how to separate the hard trends that will happen from the soft trends that might happen, allowing you to jump ahead with low risk and the confidence certainty can provide, which will accelerate your innovation and actively shape your future before someone else does it for you. For more information about Daniel and his book, The Anticipatory Organization, please visit theaobook.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes me a long time to get out. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I walk down another street. An excerpt from author Portia Nelson from the book, There's a Hole in My Sidewalk, The Romance of Self-Discovery. Your past experience. In every situation we're in, we always have an opportunity to learn something about ourselves. Unfortunately, we often don't take that time to analyze what we did, how we interacted, and what the outcome was. And when that situation happens again, we often react to how we feel in the moment as opposed to doing something that's proactive or that is solution focused. One of the most important things you can always ask yourself when you're experiencing something is what am I learning about myself right now? When you have that awakening or that aha moment, you realize that there is a solution, that you can learn something from this event. So therefore, if it happens again, you know what worked and what did not work. When we do find ourselves in a situation, we often think, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? But the reality is you have experienced those same emotions and those same thoughts before. The scenario may be different, but your emotions that you experience and the thoughts that you have are exactly the same. When you use your past data to understand what worked and what didn't work, 
that gives you a viable solution. My guest today, Daniel Burris, is a brilliant forecaster who's going to help you understand the difference between hard trends and soft trends. In other words, what is factual and what is perceived to be true. I'm going to come at this from a psychological standpoint to help you figure out what those past patterns are. So let's look at a couple of these examples. If you go through a breakup, and we've all experienced this before, what did you do to get over it? What worked and what didn't work? And if you go through a breakup again, do you repeat those same patterns? And if you do, you might want to rethink that because you know what worked and what did not work. What was solution focused and what was not solution focused? If you get sick, did you go to the doctor? Did you not go to the doctor? What did you do that helped you overcome that illness? If you're laid off from your job, what did you do afterwards? So all these situations have something in common. It comes from a place of loss. It comes from a place of pain. It comes from a place of not knowing what to do. So we know we've experienced that before. That's the commonality in that. So that's why it goes back to the question you should always pose to yourself is what am I learning about myself right now? And if you're struggling to come up with an answer, ask yourself, when did I feel this before? When did I experience something similar before? And what did I do? The more often you have that awakening, the more successful you'll be to find a viable solution for yourself. So my challenge today is to always incorporate that question, what am I learning about myself right now? Your past data is wonderful information to help you find a viable solution to whatever it is you're experiencing. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Daniel Burris is considered one of the world's leading technology forecasters and innovation experts. He is the CEO of Burris Research, a research and consulting firm that monitors global advances in technology-driven trends to help clients profit from technological, social, and business forces that are converging to create enormous untapped opportunities. He is a strategic advisor to executives, helping them to develop game-changing strategies based on his proven methodologies for capitalizing on technology innovations. He's the author of seven books, including the New York Times bestseller, Flash Foresight, and his latest book, The Anticipatory Organization, Turn Disruption and change into opportunity and advantage. Welcome to my show, Daniel. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you. Yes, it really is. You've done so many amazing things in your life. And so I'm so excited to hear your expertise and how you're really able to look at the world as a whole and see the trends that are coming forward. We can definitely learn from you. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it because we're going to all spend the rest of our life in the future. Maybe we should <laughs> think about it a little bit. Right? <laughs> I totally agree with you. Now, how did you recognize your ability to forecast different types of trends? Well, that's a good uh, good thing to ask. You know, I started out long ago uh, teaching biology and physics, and then I had an idea for an airplane design, started a company. I've, oh, wow. Over the years, I've I actually had six companies. Five were profitable in the first year, four were national leaders in the first year. But, amazing. But long ago, I realized why I was put on the planet, and that was to teach. Mm. So uh, for the last 35 years, I have been uh, helping people to shape a positive future for themselves and others by looking at a methodology that I've created for becoming anticipatory versus just being reactionary. In other words, how much of the future in reality is predictable? Because most of mm. us think it's just sure. death and taxes, right. but it's far <laughs> more than that. Yeah. By the way, if you can predict the future and be right, you have an advantage in the answer. <laughs> of course, yes. So there's a way of to course. do that. 
Yeah. And I love teaching that. Well, that's amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you look at history itself. I mean, that's what they say why we study history so much is you can learn from the past and the past are trends. And so really recognizing that to really conceptualize that not only in one's personal life, but also in one's business will make you be more successful on all fronts. Well, you just uh, gave a, a good example of cycles because uh, cycles, there's over 500 known cycles mm. that repeat. There's uh, climate. You know, after spring, we know what will happen. Mm -hmm. We know when the next presidential election will be. And astronomers can tell you in the year 2040, in March, exactly when we'll have a full moon. And the stock prices won't go up forever. They'll go down. And by the way, they won't go down forever. They'll go up. In other words, there are cycles. But there's another kind of change that economists have no training in because their main training is in cycles. But if you've all noticed, they've been increasingly wrong lately. Mm -hmm. And that's what I call that kind of change is linear in that it's one way slash exponential in that it's growing quickly. Once you get a smartphone, you're not going back to a dumb phone. That's not a cycle. Once, <laughs> once the people in uh, China park their bicycle and get a car, that's one way. They're not going to go back to the bike. So there is a way to not just use cyclical change, but to also use linear exponential change to accurately see the disruptions and the opportunities that lie ahead. And that's why I'm excited to be on the show. There's a way to teach that. That is absolutely amazing. I'm really looking forward to hearing that as well. I think, uh, you know, for someone like myself, hearing this and really recognizing that those trends itself or just looking at where the baseline was once and then now it's been raised, kind of raising that bar and our own expectations with that. I'm glad to hear that that is actionable. Or in other words, that is something we can really hold on to to say, well, if I know that I went from one area, now I'm in a different area. Now I know I'm not going to go back to that. So that's a good confidence booster as well to have that awareness in, our, in the forefront of our mind. Well, you mentioned confidence booster, and let me just really zoom in on that right away. Mm -hmm. And that is, again, this is based on 30-something years of research. There's actually two types of trends because there's no shortage of trends. Sure. The, pro the problem is which ones are going to happen. So this is a way for you to learn how to separate the wheat from the chaff. One type of trend of the two is hard trends. Those are based on future facts they will happen. In other words, after 4G and 5G wireless, is that it? And no, we're going to get 5, 6G and 7G. Yeah. And is the cloud getting full? Uh, no, we're going to put far more in the cloud and, and so on. So there is hard trends and then there are soft trends. Soft trends are based on assumptions, not future facts. Mm. And uh, that there the are uh -huh. Yes, yes. For example, and let's make this really concrete now, and that is I was just speaking at a large conference of CEOs from hospitals and other healthcare areas in the United States, and they all assumed that healthcare costs will continue to rise. Now, they were treating that as a future fact. Therefore, they weren't trying to change it. But oh. see, it's actually an assumption. Any, so, and and a, the beautiful thing about a soft trend is if you don't like it, you can change it. Let me give you a quick example of sure. how. For example, we could use a technology called blockchain right now to bring transparency and trust to the healthcare ecosystem, and that would flush billions of dollars of waste out of the system. We could use technology that exists today to not just change but transform how hospitals do purchasing, logistics, and supply chain and flush billions of dollars of waste, not millions, billions wow. of waste. In other words, if we assume that that's an unchangeable thing, then oh, just try to live with it. 
healthcare reform was really just health payment reform. How are we going to pay for that mess instead of, no, how do we change that so it isn't a mess? Just like obesity, there is a trend of over 15 years that we're all getting more obese. And that trend line is going up, up, up. They just looked, uh, the U.S. just did a study for 2025 of how many obese people will have. And by the way, it didn't look good. Hmm. And the reason they did that was to figure out how we're going to pay for the mess. But uh, in reality, that's not a hard trend. That's a soft trend. We could change that. Let me tell you how. Uh, for example, there's a company called Manpower. Mm-hmm. Two, years, two years ago, they decided to change that soft trend, not for the world, but for their company. They gave everybody Fitbits. They have weekly and monthly competition with prizes. And over the last two years, they have uh, had people, uh, large numbers of people, lower their cholesterol, lower their blood pressure, get off of a lot wow. of drugs they were on, more less sick days, more in days, lower their health care costs. In other words, you know what, the rest of the world can get fat, but they're not going to. You see, you can shape the future with soft trends because if you don't like them, you can change wow. it. I love this. I really like this. How does a person differentiate between a hard trend and a soft trend? For example, this the um, hospital that you were, were just, just speaking about, why were they struggling, not specifically them, but people in general, why do they struggle between what is a hard trend and a soft trend? Very good. Well, first of all, um, let's go into what hard trends are. There's, it's not that difficult. There's three categories of hard trends. Very okay. quickly, one is demographics. For example, in this country, there's 78 million baby boomers. Hard trend, they're going to get older. Okay. And as they get older, we can predict all kinds of things as well as see opportunities. Let me show you how you can get an opportunity that doesn't exist today out of it. And that is, I is, let's say, how about a, let's you and I create a smartwatch for mm-hmm. seniors, okay. for seniors, 80 year old and older. And you would say, well, they're not going to buy a smartwatch. And I would say, well, of course they're not. You're going to buy it for them. Uh And why would you want them to wear it? Because one of the things that all the smartwatches have, as well as smartphones, is a little chip that is Mm. an accelerometer. It senses motion. So if 90-year-old grandma's watch rapidly moves four feet, what happened to grandma? Well, she fell. Well, does grandma need to know that? No, she's on the floor. You need to know it if it's your grandma. And let's say grandpa gets, uh, forgets when he takes walks, he's getting a little dementia and he's forgetting how to get home. All he's got to do is ask his watch, how do I get home? And it says, oh, walk a block to the right and go Mm -hmm. right. In other words, now I could give you much more. Sure, sure, sure. But the point is, there is no smartwatch for seniors right now. Now, based on just the few things I gave you on that. Are we going to get one or not? And the answer is yes. Why? Because of the principle I'll share with all of you right now. Mm -hmm. If it can be done, it will be done. done, You don't do it, someone else will. (laughs) So the key here is you can use hard trends to see what will be done. I mentioned there were two other categories. Let me give them to you real quick. Um, One is government regulation. The other is technology. Do we have time to cover one of those right now? Uh, Yes, we have a few minutes, sure. Okay, let me do a quick one on uh, government regulations because I bet that would surprise people. When we get a new regulation, most of us look at all the things we don't like and the list is endless. You never go from there. Mm -hmm. But instead, one of the principles I teach in my new book, The Anticipatory Organization, is look in the uh, do the opposite. So instead of looking what you don't like, look at what you do like Mm -hmm. because it's a law. There's opportunity. Here's the example. Um, in California, there were over a thousand laws passed last year in January. And one of those laws said every kindergartner and first grader within three years by law, half their reading has to be nonfiction. You got three years to do it. Now, when you hear that, you might say, well, why are they doing that? That's stupid. And you get all upset. 
But a 28-year-old school teacher in San Diego made three phone calls. She called the San Diego School District, the San Francisco School District, the Los Angeles School District, and said, look, you got three years to get that law and to, to, to abide by it. If I supplied those nonfiction books, would you be interested? And they said, yeah, we didn't know how we we're going to do that. Wow. In other words, they underwrote her company, became guaranteed customers, and she didn't have to go on to Shark Tank. My, <laughs> so, my, so it really is like, it's, if I can stop you for one second. So it's really looking how to ride that trend, if you will. And I hate to use that word, the trend, because that's obviously what you're talking about. But learning how to just get in front of that. Obviously, when these things happen, I'm, I, know I'm, I know you basically just said this, but I'm kind of reformulating it for my own self. The whole thing with lifeology is looking at the positive things in one's life or the healthy things in one's life. When you have that reframe, because we all have doom and gloom in our life. We all get overwhelmed in situations. But when you stop and you come from a positive psychology standpoint or from a positive reframe, you will find all those things. And so I think when you look for something healthy that's coming out of something, then that gives you that entrepreneurial space spirit or entrepreneurial awareness to be able to, I don't want to say profit from it, but in, a sense, in essence, you will profit from it. <laughs> well, yes. And, and to put this in, to, turn, to relate this to what you were just saying, um, what comes from hard trends, since those are based on future facts, uh -huh. is certainty. And when you mm. have certainty, you have the confidence to make a bold move. So when you are uncertain, you're, you don't know where to go. And right now the world is filled with uncertainty. And I'm saying personal strategies as well as business strategies based on uncertainty have high risk. However, mm -hmm. personal strategies and business strategies based on certainty have low risk and high reward. So instead of looking at all the things you're uncertain about, do the opposite. Why don't you look at all the things you're certain about? You'll amaze yourself at what you can see and do. Wow. I, I really like this. I like how you take it, obviously, from, a, from an organizational standpoint, but also just relating it to a personal standpoint. For example, the hard trend is we are going to get older. Hard trend is... More regulations. More, more regulations, exactly. So with that, looking at, okay, once again, how can I jump in front of that? How can I take advantage of that? How can I capitalize on that? How can I monetize that? So I really like to hear this because you differentiate between that and then we'll switch over into what a soft trend is, but coming from a place of proactivity instead of a place of reactivity, obviously is going to have a, a greater return on one's investment. Absolutely. You know, most of the problems that you're going to have a year or two or three from now, most of those you could see right now and pre-solve or hmm. you could just go ahead and have them. You see, part of being anticipatory versus reactionary is learning how to predict and pre-solve future problems so you don't have them in the first place. And, ah. si and since change is accelerating, not slowing down, uh, if all you do is react to problems, you're going to be an unhappy camper on this planet. Sure. But if you can start getting a handle, let's face it, most of us, we've all said, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and I would say, well, so why did you let it? Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. I'm sure, I'm sure my listeners right now are like, yes, I can, I can totally identify with, with what he's saying. Yeah, it's true. It's a great point. Why did we let it happen then if we knew it was going to happen? One other, if we can, a very important concept that ties into uh, the lifeology subject, and that is future view. Mm. It's a very powerful subject. How you, how your kids, how your family, how we all view the future to a great extent shapes how we act in the present. For example, right now there are people that are selling Apple. There's people that are buying Apple shares. Right now people are buying Bitcoin. Some people are selling Bitcoin. 
What's the difference? Their future view of those subjects. Ah, So here's the point. How you view the future shapes how you act. And by the way, how you act will shape your future. Your future view will determine the future you. And I think our future view is based on a rear view mirror view Mm -hmm. of the future, not a windshield view. When you blow away the fog and see the amazing opportunity for you to do things that were impossible just a couple of years ago, all of a sudden you have a pathway to elevate your future view, which will indeed elevate the future you. Wow, I love how that's so symbiotic in the sense of what we perceive and the direction we think our future is going to go. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We become that. We, we put ourselves in that lane and move ourselves towards that. You know, so looking at the aspect of when a person can differentiate or quantify or measure between what does it feel to be reactive? What does it feel to be proactive? It, it may, you may be doing the same exact thing, but it comes from a place of which direction you're going to go. The, the behavior may be the same, but your motivation for why you do it is going to be different. And as you have that stronger feeling of, of being proactive or anticipatory, then that is going to, once again, lead you closer and closer and closer to whatever future you think. So I, I love to hear how this is very relevant, not only in people's personal lives, but also, of course, how it really can connect with one's business or one as an entrepreneur um, and different roles that we all play in life as well. Well, let's even tie this future view concept into business. So let's say that you are a CEO of a large chain of brick and mortar retail outlets all over the country. If your future view of brick and mortar retail is, boy, the good old days are behind us, you might close 175 stores. By the way, Sears is doing that right now. Hmm. However, if you your future view of brick and mortar retail is actually the good day good old days of retail are ahead of us they just don't look like the days behind us you might buy um whole foods oh, uh, yeah. uh-huh. you see <laughs> sure. you, you might open up 100 bookstores which by the way amazon is doing now let's wow. take those different future views the ceo who saw brick and mortar retail is diminishing and is closing all those stores both that ceo and all of his employees they're going to experience a different future than the ones that are opening all the stores and seeing prosperity and growth. You see, your future view will determine the future you, whether you're a business or a person. Mm-hmm. It's that powerful. Wow. Yeah, I really love to hear this juxtaposition or this compare and contrast of, like we said, the anticipatory or the reactionary part of it. I mean, I think even in my own life, as I'm listening to this right now, I'm first, I'm very, very excited about this, Daniel. So thank you so much for sharing this with us. But for me, I, when I think about that, my future self, you know, it's, it's interesting being on the radio. I actually started in pod, as a podcaster and then I switched to, to broadcast radio. And it's interesting because you'll have people on both sides say, well, radio's dead. And then, but you have a lot of radio people that says, well, podcasting is kind of hit its limit. So radio is still relevant. So it is really interesting to hear those differences of how that kind of rolls out, even in my own broadcasting world as well, you know, to hear that. And so for me, obviously, broadcasting is is still the zeitgeister. It's still um, in the now, it's in the know, and it's it's really thriving. So it is nice to hear how each of us, when we work closer and closer towards what we think is the healthiest for us, it becomes more actionable. You know, I started out, like I said, as a podcaster and then moved to, to the platform that I have, which is so much more expansive, obviously, than I have with the podcast. So it is nice to hear that each one of us listening to this can really look at that for yourself and say, well, how do I want that future me to be? And what am I doing about it as I look at how my future, how I want my future to be? Sure. Um, I years, a couple of years back, I was speaking to all of the owners of all the radio stations and they were really worried about radio being dead. And I uh-huh. said, no, no, no. If you think of a radio as a physical, tangible device, well, then you're thinking of it with a rear view mirror view. Yes. But if you think of it as audio sponsored content, mm-hmm. all of a sudden 
you all, you can say, well, I can embed it in any device. I can embed it in my phone. I can embed it in my car. I can embed it into anything because it is really about audio. And by the way, audio has a great future in a world where there's all this video. Yes. Why? Because if I am walking and I want to not fall or walk into <laughs> a, a lake, I can be listening to a book or to you. But uh, if I got my... If if I'm looking down at a screen, well, we've already seen the sure. funny YouTubes of people doing that. <laughs> that is audio has, a, audio has a great future. Well, you know, even when you're saying that, I mean, you, you link the two from podcast into broadcast uh, to radio. I mean, it's, it's essentially the same thing. It's just different avenues of how to get there. So, you know, you look at it from a, from a conceptual standpoint, it literally is the same thing. It's just how you hear it and where you hear it. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, one of the things that you mentioned several times was the word uh, proactive. Let me give you a new phrase, a better mm -hmm. phrase sure. on that proactive is defined as taking positive action now but how do you know it's positive well you have to wait and see ah. you know i don't like the odds so here's what being anticipatory is i want you to be preactive to future known events ah. and there's because again it's going to happen anyway and I mentioned we had regulation as one, we had demographics as another, the third is technology. So, you know, we, again, we, we know so much about the technical future and where it's going. Um, the key here is that matter of fact, you even mentioned, uh, um, you know, things like, uh, uh, let's say blockbuster versus mm -hmm. uh, the other uh, back in my 1993 book techno trends i had a little section in there saying blockbuster is busted and if you read underneath it you'll hear me describing netflix although in streaming although of course sure, i didn't know sure, what sure. they would call it in other words wow i've i've been able to have a 30 something year of all these accurate predictions because I separated the parts that will happen from the parts that might happen. That hard you trend can, from the soft trend, yes. And you know what? It's accessible. You can indeed do it. That's why I'm excited about this. I don't want to be the only one on the planet that can do this. Yes. Well, I was so excited to get this out to my listeners as well, because I, I, I you know, I, I've all, I always have different type of experts like you and people come on the show, but I, I haven't heard anything like this before, which the way my mind works, I find it's very actionable, very doable, very exciting, very inspiring. So I can't wait, like I said, to get this out uh, to my listeners as well, to have them be able to be just as inspired as I am about this. So Daniel, it, is, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, about all your amazing books, and of course, the one we're talking about today in book, the one we're talking about today in books, but today in book, or in books, but today in book, or in but today in book, or in but today in book, or in but today in book, disruption, but today in book, interruption, but today in book, change, but today in book, change, but today in book, opportunity, but today in book, opportunity, but today in book, Something special for you right now. Something special. I'm going to give every one of your. I'm going to give your listeners a hard covers. A hiver. A hiver.
Simply visit Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms. Be sure to follow me on all forms under the name James Miller Life under the name except follows under the name 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 under